0: Testing, testing. Happy game day, Seattle hockey fans. We are hosting the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm going to get you ready for that game, and we're going to go over a few stats and facts that you need to know in our first four games comparative to our first two seasons at the same point. All that and more coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken,
1: your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Kraken.
0: Hey, hey, what do you say? And happy game day, Seattle hockey fans. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we bring you your favorite team every single day. This episode of Locked On Kraken is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is our official sports book here on Locked On. Make every moment count right now because new customers. That Head over to FanDuel.com or pull up the FanDuel app. Get $5. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On to get started. All right, all right, party people. Listen, if I come off a little dejected, it has nothing to do with the Seattle Kraken. Last night was Game Four of the WNBA Finals, and I know some of you might not watch the WNBA, although I think you should. But I'll explain it to you in Seattle Kraken uh, terminology. I'm not mad that the that the New York Liberty lost. Just like I'm not mad that the Seattle Kraken didn't advance past the second round. I'm mad that they didn't play their best game. And we've talked about that here on the podcast when it came to the Seattle Kraken. And we're going to talk about it a little bit more. But first, let's get you ready for a game day. The Seattle Kraken will host the Carolina Hurricanes later today. We've got some work to do party people. We are winless outright on the season. Joey Decord did give us an overtime point still in a loss, but, um, you know, we hosted a uh, Kale McCarr and the Colorado avalanche the other day and just couldn't get it done. But some things that are already standing out to me is scoring and, you know, you kind of have to score to win games. You also have to stop pucks to win games. And, again, going into a shootout the other day, Joy Dax did that for us even more uh, Something that I want to emphasize even more is you also have to play defense. And you know how I feel about defense. You know I want us to do better on defense. But um, hopefully that will come. But I I want to um, get us ready for this game first that we're going to see tonight. And again, we are taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. And so right now, the Carolina Hurricanes have six points. They're 3 1 0. Oh. We are 0 oh, 3 and 1, just the one point. We are winless at home. The Carolina Hurricanes, three, or excuse me, two out of their three wins have come on the road. So the leading scorer, uh, ski, the, the, the leading scorer for us, The Seattle Kraken, Vince Dunn, has two points. Uh, Brady Skijek has six points for the Carolina Hurricanes. Our power play, yikes, 9.1%, while the Carolina Hurricanes are at a 26% clip. Our penalty kill, though, is 100%. And we've seen some stats and facts from Allison Lucan that show that, uh, you know, we're on a bit of a hot streak there. 79% for the Canes. But again, we have a 9% power play. And part of that is just that the shots are not going in. And Dave Haxtel has talked about that. And I want to get into it a a little bit. um, Because again, the the Seattle Kraken, not where they want to be right now. And it's not necessarily just looking at the results. It's looking at the effort, and you know I'm big on process. I've been talking about that a lot with the WNBA Finals and the New York Liberty, and of course I talk about it with the Seattle Kraken. And in some ways, those two teams, they really remind me of each other. I've I've been talking about the Liberty and the WNBA Finals on Seattle Kraken or are, are on the Locked on Kraken podcast and on my podcast for New York Liberty fans called Gotta Get Up, which is um, – It's their t shirt toss song. I've been talking about the Seattle Kraken on that podcast and how it takes time to build culture. And I think that's exactly what Dave Haxtell is reminding his players. So um, I do want to talk about Kraken, the Seattle Kraken, through four games, but let's just hear what Dave Haxtel had to say about the process because we're taking on a Carolina team. They've already had some success early in the season. We know that they are a team that has been able to make playoff runs consistently, and at the end of the day, even outside of what happens tonight at Climate Pledge Arena, That's what the Seattle Kraken are aspiring to do. That's what we're aspiring to be, is a perennial playoff team. And again, in the second segment, I'm going to go over some some notes. I have a handy-dandy notebook here. I wrote in pencil uh, this time, so you probably can't see it. But I wrote in a a mechanical pencil, (laughs) and I, I pulled up some numbers that I want to talk about. But first, let's hear Dave Haxtell. He's talking at yesterday's optional. Yes, optional. Oh, we talking practice. Four games into the season, we already talking about practice. Let's hear what Dave Haxtel had to say yesterday at the optional skate for the Seattle Kraken.
2: You know, as, as you go through with a veteran group, you know, there's a couple things that stand out. You know, for me, the focus seems to always come back to, you know, how much offense we're producing and where are the goals coming from um you know i'll probably challenge our group a little bit differently uh you know our our shooting percentage isn't going to stay at two percent all year that's one thing so you know what are the little areas of the game that we can be better in where are the little areas of the game that individually and collectively we can be more competitive in can you come up with an extra puck can you defend a play a little bit harder um you know and like i said until that you know the offensive pieces start coming a little bit more uh frequently we have to challenge ourselves to be better and do a little bit more in in these detail areas and that's truly where that's that's leadership and that's what i mean by sticking together and pushing each other and helping each other well it's just it's simple math when you look at the schedule um i always factor in You know, physically how we're doing, how many guys are nicked up, uh, how guys, you know, how we come out of a game. That's why I always wait until either late at night or early in the morning to decide on practice the next day. And this is the best rhythm for us. It gives us an opportunity. Uh, to be fresh tomorrow, it also gives us an opportunity to have a really good practice day on Friday. Um, and it fits together, you know, in terms of, you know, the way the schedule, the, the game schedule comes together. So, I mean, you take all those factors into account. Um, it's one thing to look at a schedule at the beginning of the month and peg your practice days. It's another thing to know how your team is, you know, is feeling uh, and, and where we're at physically uh, and sometimes mentally coming out of games, going into another, you know, stretch of games.
0: So I know I've gone back and forth on if I agree or disagree with Dave Haxtell's practice philosophy. Generally speaking, I would like the Seattle Kraken to practice more. And it's not because I disagree with his his philosophy. I think what he said makes a lot of sense. You wait till late that same night, or maybe early the next morning. How are the guys feeling? What is the scenario? What is the schedule? The, the you know the planned schedule looking like, and then you make a determination from there. I like how he said. Then that gives you time with more rested bodies, rested minds, hopefully, to really get after it on Friday. And I guess that's really what I'm asking for, is I want to see more from those intense practices. But I also, going back to my WNBA, Locked on crack and Locked on crack Kraken, WNBA comparisons, I've been saying about the New York Liberty, who just lost to the Las Vegas Aces, 70-69 in Game 4. Oh, heartbreaking. Um, although I guess depending if you're a Seattle Storm fan, you might feel that uh, some kind of way about Stewie leaving, or maybe you, you have love for Stewie. I don't know. Anyway, what I've had to remind myself covering that team, which I think I also have to do covering the Seattle Kraken, is that I'm a little bit spoiled in covering women's sports, quite frankly, especially the WNBA, because a short training camp is a a foregone conclusion. Having your best stars out of training camp and even missing the first few games, a foregone conclusion. Not because they're injured, uh, but because they're playing elsewhere. And the WNBA is working to fix that, although I think their methodology is a little flawed, but go to my women's uh, basketball podcast for that. But what do I keep saying? that we have to trust the process. We have to trust what Ronnie Francis and his team are coming up with. And that is hard. I find myself being impatient with the New York Liberty at times and with the Seattle Kraken at times. And so I'm going to trust the process. We know that Ron Francis, Dave Haxtell, both extended throughout this year, uh, or excuse me, got an extension prior to this year and are extended through, is it 25 or 26? or the 25, 26 season. I can't remember off the top of my head, so apologies um, if I misstated that. But we have to trust the process. And we've talked about it before, right? (laughs) There are some things, especially a power play, special teams, where there are guys, you know, I mentioned it the other day, there are guys on the Pittsburgh Penguins, an entire line that has been together for 18 seasons. The Seattle Kraken don't have anything close to that. Not anything close to that, which of course is why I want more practice. And it's a slog of a season. They're already down a player with Brandon Tanev with an injury, um, lower body. So uh, I guess I just have to commit to being uncomfortable a little bit longer. That being said, there are some stats that we're going to take a look at because Although we might not want to feel pressed or pressured, I think it's also an important thing to look at the numbers and what the numbers are telling you as to where you are on your status bar so that you can make in-game adjustments, in-season adjustments, or even off-season adjustments to make sure that you're still on track. We're going to talk about that and much more coming up on Locked on Kraken. As I mentioned at the top of the show, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. And it's, of course, NFL season, NHL season. We just wrapped the WNBA. And FanDuel is the place where you want to go for all your sports betting. As I mentioned, new customers right now, new customers, I should say, can get $200, up to $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet. And here are a few things that you might wanna, you know, place a bet on if you're doing it for the first time. Here are the odds for tonight's game. They have the money line at Kraken plus 160, the Hurricanes minus 140. The over under is under 6.5 for the Seattle Kraken, over 5.5 for the Hurricanes. And another number that I want you to know that we're gonna talk about in the coming segment is FanDuel also has the Seattle Kraken for goals in this contest. The over-under right now is 2.5. And if I were you, I'd take the under. (laughs) And we'll talk about why. But make sure you head over to FanDuel. As I mentioned, it's super easy. You've got spreads player props, over-unders like I just told you, and so much more. You know we talk about future bets a lot. Speaking of future bets and Maddie Beneers, Calder Cup, um, or excuse me, Calder Trophy, the Calder Award, is at uh, Kraken Community Iceplex today. So let me know in the comments, were you able to see the Calder trophy today and the the, the award for Rookie of the Year? Let me know in the comments, but make sure you visit FanDuel. Head over to FanDuel.com backslash locked on and make sure you kick off the NFL, NBA, and of course the NHL season right. Visit FanDuel.com, the official partner of the NFL and us here at Locked On. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily destination. Erica L. Ayala coming to you here again. A little forlorn, a little heartbroken, given the results of the WNBA Finals. But also, if we're being honest, because I think there's more that our Seattle Kraken team can give. They'll have a chance against the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. That is a 7 p.m. local puck drop Pacific time at Climate Pledge Arena, the Colorado Avalanche spoiled the home opener, but that is no reason uh, for the Seattle Kraken to get complacent. But let's talk about the Kraken through four. As I mentioned earlier, through four games, we are 0-3-1. We just have one point on the season. Now, how does that compare to seasons prior? This is only our third season, um, but... We were one, two, and one through four games in our inaugural season. We were one, two, and one also last year. So we're behind even by our own account. Now, in our first season, we we scored 60 points overall. Uh, Last year, of course, that ballooned up to 104th place overall in the Pacific Division, made the playoffs, got to the second round, got to the seventh game in the second round, so close to the Western Conference Finals, and fell short to the Dallas Stars. So, the 2% shooting percentage, yeah, Dave, we know it's not going to last, but also I'm not. it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite stat. What I liked, though, that he said is let's focus on the little areas. And we saw that the Seattle Kraken have also changed some things up. So you might remember that the other day, my question to our Locked on Kraken insiders, as well as on the show, the question of the day is, is it time to change some things up? And the Seattle Kraken did just that. This is a look at what we're projecting for today's uh, forward lines and defensive pairs, but also the one that I want you to look, and I don't know that they're necessarily going to be the quote-unquote third um. You know, I don't know if they're going to be the the third line, but we saw that Andre Burakovsky got paired with Tolvanen and Gord. Now, I told you I really liked Tolvanen, Gord, and Bjorkstrand. I thought the energy and the pace was really nice. But what do we know? What have we been talking about in the off season? The Seattle Kraken, no, and. Well, I should say people who follow the Seattle Kraken truly believe that this offense is predicated on Andre Burakovsky being successful. So am I surprised that one of the first changes that we see is to get Burakovsky on a line that maybe has, what did I say the other day, a little more symmetry and connection? I'm not surprised at all. Ellie Tolvanen had looked fantastic to me. In preseason, I talked about it when we were with Ann Kimmel from Locked On Predators and um, hasn't resulted in a goal, but I think those are coming. And sometimes you just have to be patient, even though it's not exactly what you want. That's that being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Uh, and I do like that line. So we still haven't seen any of those three produce, that being Yanni Gord, um, Ellie Tolvanen, and now Andre Burakovsky. But I do like that switch. Obviously, another switch that we had was Ty Cartier coming into the lineup with Brandon of out with injury. Um, so we talked about that the other day, and I mentioned it at the top of the show. But something else that I think is important, since the Seattle Kraken were not really scoring, you've got um, McCann has a goal, Schwartz has a goal, and Kyler Yamamoto scored in front of his family, which was amazing. Uh, The Washington native in the home opener, but that was the lone goal in a 4-1 loss to the Colorado Avalanche. So one thing that I do want to take us through, through the years, if you will, all of our long, our long storied history in 2021, 22, I told you we went one, two and one through our first four games in those first four games. We had three points, um, same as in season two, but in season one, we had nine goals for 15 goals against. Not great, but you know, 11 goals for 16 goals against in season two. That was our 100 point season just last year, in case you forgot. This year, and these are all through four, this is through our first four games, just to be clear, pulling up some quick, quick numbers for you. Through four games this season, we only have one point. So last year and the year before that, we got three points through our first four. So we're a little bit behind schedule there. Remember goals for nine in the first season through our first four goals for 11 in our second season goals for, as of right now, leading into tonight's game three, I just listed them off for you. And while we're giving up fewer goals through four games, we gave up 15 in season one through four games, 16 through uh, four in season two. We're only giving up 13, which, of course, is a, a slight decrease, but we're only scoring three goals. We've only scored three goals in four games. I'm not loving that. I'm not loving that, but again, goes back to what Dave Haxel said, and I believe him to be telling, you know, it's I mean, just by, uh, what is it, the probability, right? They're not going to stay shooting at a 2% clip. That being said, if you can't get the shooting to sink, what can you do in other areas? And I think that's what... Dave Haxel was talking about in that clip that I showed. He's talking about what are the little areas where we can be better. And that was what was impressive last year during preseason, the focus on the four checking. It did not come to pass early in the season. And then they finally got back to their identity. But I really haven't seen four checking as much or just checking overall, you heard Dave Haxtell in yesterday's media availability also talk a lot to the media and the scrum about letting teams on the inside. You know, he talked also about turnovers above the hash marks. So we're talking in that contained space in the slot area, where are we, the Seattle Kraken, defensively? Are we pushing the team, our opponent to the outside, or are they sneaking in on us and then we're having to play catch up? Because I do think Philip Grubauer has been solid. Joey Decord looked great for us. So it's not a goaltending issue. It's a defensive issue. It's a communication issue. It's, again, those little areas and the little things. I heard, to go back to the New York Liberty, uh, an athlete described it as the 1%, you know, the 1%ers, you know, if you give 1% extra effort, it makes a big difference. You give 1% extra effort in this area, it might win you a face-off. And that's another thing that Dave Hacks still talked about. The face-off wins is one thing, but what do you do once you win the puck? Puck retrieval, puck possession, knowing what you're going to do with the puck when you get it. Those are things that seem a little bit out of sorts right now for the Seattle Kraken. The formula is not quite right. And that's what we have to get back to. The good news is that those things are fixable. And what I would say is the mildly concerning news is if we're already leaning into a lot of rest for the athletes, when do you have time to work through those things? because fundamentals is as much about IQ as it is about muscle memory, right? You have to train your body, literally train your body to do certain things. I don't want to say without thinking, but almost as though it's second nature. And those are the things, those 1% things as Benajelani from the New York Liberty said, the 1%ers as she called it, which, you know, in certain contexts means maybe something else, but the, the things that you, if you give just 1% extra end of a shift, give 1% extra start of a shift, give 1% extra that they make a difference. And they, it's known as a compound effect, right? They compound on each other and it's not a problem right now because it's still, we're four games into the season, but even four games into the season, we have some early returns that the Seattle Kraken aren't where we're accustomed to seeing them, even in what was a struggling inaugural season. And there are some new pieces, Belmar, Dumoulin, uh, you know, no Brandon Tanev, Joey Decord instead of Chris Drieger, although arguably he'd been in and out of the lineup with injury anyway. So it's I don't want to say it's going back to the drawing board, but there are some things that the Seattle Kraken are having to rejigger as they have new personnel. And those kind of one percent kind of guys, Ryan Donato, who seems to be doing very well with Chicago, uh, Morgan Geeky and Daniel Sprung, they're not there. So those roles as of yet are undefined. Just something to keep an eye on. I'm not worried about it. I'm mildly frustrated. We'll see what happens tonight against Carolina. But coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken, you know, I think it's fair to say that this is this start of the the season three is going a little bit differently than we thought. But we're not the only ones Um, in the Western Conference mentioned Chicago. I think Arizona is a, another interesting team. Edmonton, what's going on there? Oh, The Vancouver Canucks, what's going on there? Let's take a look just at what's happening in the Western Conference, what's happening in the Pacific Division. And then I want to take you over to Locked On NHL, who you should be listening. To, you should be listening to Locked On NHL. And you might hear and see a, a familiar face, hear a familiar voice, on the Women's Hockey Spotlight that'll come up on Friday. But um, I'm going to take you over to Seth Tupel. He is the host of Locked On Minnesota Wilds, and he has some thoughts about where the Western Conference is in reality through the first week of the season versus what the expectations were. So that is coming up on Locked On Kraken. Today's episode of Locked On Kraken part of the Locked On Podcast Network is brought to you by Jace Medical. Now, listen, I have family members that are obviously older and up there and that, you know, they have certain things regarding their health where they really have to stay on the ball when it comes to their medication and their supplements, even kind of their daily routine, which you hear me talk about a lot. And Jace Medical, is a really great service because not only does it give relatively healthy people an option to if there should be an emergency and they can't access their medication or they find themselves in need that they have their Jace case, but it's also great for people who are on medication and and consistently need their, their, their prescriptions refilled. So the Jace case which I want to talk to you about first is a personalized emergency medication kit. It contains five essential, five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacteria, bacterial infections. You never know when you're going to be in a, in a situation that you did not plan for. And what we do know is that protecting your wellness, your health and your wellness is extremely important in those situations. So Jace Medical offers the Jace case in in emergencies, but now you can customize your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. You can choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. Jace is continually working on their medication offerings. In those recent efforts, they added a lot of different options to the Jace case. So, you can also give the Jace case as a gift. You can buy a gift card for a family or a loved one so that they can get a Jace case of their own. So what we want you to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter code locked on at checkout, and that will give you $20 off your order. That's a $20 discount on your first order when you head to J-A-S-E medical.com. And use promo code locked on. Stay safe and healthy, everyone. And thank you again for making Locked On Crack and a part of your daily destination. We are bringing your favorite team every single day. You can listen to us wherever you get your audio podcasts, including the Sirius XM app. All you have to do is search Locked on Kraken and the show will pop up for you. You can also, of course, find us on YouTube. We are so close to a thousand subscribers. One of my goals is to get to a thousand subscribers before November. And speaking of subscribers, I mentioned the Locked on Kraken Insiders community that is hosted by subtext. You can... Participate in game day threads. We'll have one tonight. I didn't do one the other night. I was on WNBA duty, but we will have one tonight. You can opt into whether it's specific threads like game day thread, or uh, we'll have an AMA thread that we're going to fire up soon, or a Firebirds thread, or you can also just sign up for the general notifications. But don't worry, we're not going to spam you anytime there's a specific sub community of subtext. I will let you know you text that word and you are in there like swimwear. (laughs) So this is how you subscribe. Text 918-731-3154 from your mobile device. That is 918-731-3154. You'll get a welcome message curated by me. And then you'll get to communicate directly with me through subtext. Again, become one of our locked-on Kraken insiders. We have, for the insiders, we had conversations with Joey Decord, Philip Grubauer, and Chris Drieger ahead of what we knew was an important training camp for goaltenders, and that was pretty cool to hear from all of them. I still have to post Alex Wenberg's interview. And again, looking at some of the lineup changes, we've talked about it on the podcast before, Maybe Wenberg is a player that we have to keep eyes on, especially as we march toward the the trade deadline. But let's hear from Alex Wenberg. That's going to come up um, either Friday or Monday. But um, for the insiders, you'll be able to hear directly from Alex Wenberg on his thoughts on, on how he wants to step and level his game up. I told you we would go to Locked On NHL. Um, but before I I do that, let's take a look at exactly where we are in the standings. So I'm going to read this to you. I'm not going to show it on the screen. So anyone on audio platform, don't worry. I'm not showing anything on the screen. Um, I'm just going to talk you through this. We played the number one team in the Western, uh, central division, the other day, that's the Colorado Avalanche. They are a perfect 3 0. Um, and they've been on the road this whole time. They have a plus seven goal differential. We um, saw what the Chicago Blackhawks are doing. Again, Ryan Donato scoring the first goal of the season. Um, so that was pretty cool. Mentioned the Dallas Stars. You know, they're 1 0 1, so haven't played as many games as us. Just, uh, you know, it's still early in the season, so we're not going to get too worked up over this. I do want to take a look at the Pacific Division, or I will take a look and then let you know. Another undefeated team, the Vegas Golden Knights, they sure beat us for their banner-raising ceremony, came right out the slot machine. And then who's in second in the Pacific Division? The Vancouver Canucks. You know I don't like how the Canucks Nook if they buck on the ice. They get really, especially when they play us. They've played three games. They're 2-1 and on the season. Goal differential of plus 6. The Vegas Golden Knights have a goal differential plus 10. Right now, our goal differential is minus 10, and we are bottom dwellers, bottom of the basement in the Pacific Division. We're behind the Sharks, the Oilers, and the Ducks. Well, we're behind everyone. But those are teams um, that I thought we had a fighting chance against. Just four games for us. But the things, the 1% things, is what I'm going to be keeping tabs on. That's my take on what's happening in the Western Conference. But let's head over to Seth Tuple, who spoke on Tuesday's episode of Locked on NHL. Every Tuesday is the Western Conference Roundup with Nick who's another co-host of Locked on Predators, and Seth, who you'll hear from now.
1: And the final team that is kind of off to a sluggish start is the Seattle Kraken, who have scored two goals through three games so far as uh, they lost to the Avalanche by a score of... Um, uh, actually, they play the Avalanche today. They lost the Golden Knights to start the season 4-1. to Then the Predators 3 nothing. And then the St. Louis Blues by a score of 2-1. to one. And through those three games so far, uh, you have Jaden Schwartz and Jared McCann as your only goal scorers. Matty Beneers, no points through the first three games of the season. So Seattle, another team, and their issues stem from needing some scoring uh, for the, uh, the early part of the season. Philip Grubauer has been great, and uh, Joey Decord got one start as well. And uh, he ended up doing just fine. So the goaltending has not been the issue for the Seattle Kraken. It's been the fact that they have not been able to put any in the net. And so, again, it, um, it's a situation for the Kraken where what we discussed and who will step up to help Maddie Beneers, that has been an issue so far for them. Um, in addition to goaltending for both Edmonton and for the Los Angeles Kings. And so those questions remain for uh, all three of those teams in the early part of the NHL schedule. Now, again, plenty of time to get everything back on course for all of those teams and plenty of time for the teams that we discussed that were off to good starts to continue those
0: Thank you so much for that, Seth. And again, make sure you're listening to Locked on NHL, certainly for the Women's Hockey Spotlight every other Friday, including tomorrow, but also on Tuesdays, where they talk about the Western Conference. In the past, I thought the conversation about the Seattle Kraken has been a little light, but I guess that's to be expected when you have a 60-point inaugural season. But those days are gone, or so we hope. Early returns don't have us even on, on target for that inaugural season. Certainly not for last year. But there is time. We're talking about Game 5 dropping the puck at Climate Pledge Arena tonight. Only the second home game. But what I will say is, and we talked about this a lot, last off season, like not this most recent, but the one leading into Season 2 and throughout Season 2, I want to see the Kraken take advantage of home ice. And yes, I'm going to make a reference to the New York Liberty once again, they had a Dominant performance in game three. They had the crowd. The Aces were down two starters, and they couldn't get it done in front of the home crowd in game four, and they saw the Aces celebrate another championship, back-to-back championships, and they stopped the celebration right on the center logo. I almost said center ice. Of course, there is no ice. That would be a little weird to play basketball on ice. They did not play on ice. They played on a court. You got to protect home base. And that is definitely something that should go into the 1% category. Protect home ice at all costs. Our guys have another chance Tonight, probably around the time that I'm recording it, we'll see what the line rushes were at Morning Skate. We might get some updates from Dave Haxel. But if you want my thoughts on the information coming out of Morning Skate, make sure you join our Locked on Kraken Insider Community. 918-731-3154. Again, that's 918-731-3154. Until next episode or If you join or are part of the Locked on Kraken Insider community on subtext, you'll hear from me later today. But until then, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to one another. Hold fast. Stay true. And loud and proud tonight, we say, let's go Kraken. It's a game. I hope you're fired up. Yeah, because we got to talk about Coachella Valley as well. We'll do a little bit of that tomorrow. Thanks as always for making Lockdown Crack and a part of your daily destination. I am your host, Erica L. Ayala, and I will catch you on the next episode. Peace out, everybody.